Welcome to Boxside Chats, a podcast for the community by the community of Occoquan Bay Performance. Boxside Chats will discuss all things CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifting, fitness, health, nutrition, and interview members of our community to share your personal stories, inspiration, and goals. Now, here are your hosts. What's up, guys? Welcome to Box Side Chats, the OBP Gym podcast, where we go deep on your stories, coaching stories, fitness, health, nutrition, weightlifting, powerlifting. This is episode 22, and we've got a guest. Our guest is none other but Baked Fit Jill, otherwise known as Coach Jill, Jilly, a thousand other things, I'm sure. Jill, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. So, Jill's got a great story. Obviously, a very strong woman, a weightlifting competitor. She is a intra-entrepreneur with baking. A lot of you guys have experienced her baked goods, got a lot of experience with that. And her baked goods are about 99% gluten, dairy, egg-free, minus the delicious banana bread. <laughs> um, so, I want to bring her on, talk about how all of that came about, kind of her body transformation journey and anything else she may have that can add value to you guys who are listening. And hopefully we all get better through this episode. Caveat, I told Jill there was no editing on this episode. Mm, Oh my goodness. We don't have time to edit. So if she makes a mistake, we're not (laughs) stopping. We're just going to keep recording (laughs) for complete transparency. It'll be like I'm on a real interview. Right. Like for... Don't mess it up. Yeah. Got it. All right. So talk to us how you found weightlifting. You're from New York. How you found weightlifting slash CrossFit and kind of how that led to body transformation, where you were, where you're at now, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Michael Jackson's on. <laughs> Don't worry about that. that. I know. Um, I I knew about CrossFit for a really, really long time. Um, but I was super intimidated um, about how women were portrayed super bulky and strong. And I was going to the gym, and I had a personal trainer, and I was lifting, like, five-pound weights and just the typical cardio bunny on the treadmill, on the stairs for 45 minutes, um, and looking in the mirror and thinking that I was overweight, not understanding why... I was fat skinny, which means... Is it fat skinny or skinny fat? Skinny fat, fat skinny. I'm not sure. Could be either way, right? Skinny fat? Either works. Yeah. And I was 128 pounds, and I really thought I was was fat. And to use the word fat is not good, but growing up, I was overweight, so I always see myself differently through the mirror. And um, I was dating somebody at the time, and... This is when, like, Instagram really started to be popular probably five or six years ago, something like that. And he was um, a runner slash gym guy. Just A little male gym bunny? (laughs) Yeah. Had no legs but all upper body, right? Don't need them. Yeah. (laughs) His advice was you need to start lifting heavy. I'm like, lifting heavy? 
I'm like, I don't, typical, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to get, you know, huge. And he's like, you won't. So I think that's huge. So a lot of women, it's like the the thorn in my side of every intro, I don't want to get bulky. And we have, we're over 60% women in the gym. And like, obviously it's not an issue. Like if we could just educate women that lifting heavy does not make you bulky, the whole world would be in a better place. I know. I, I, I wish I knew that years ago. <laughs> uh, so, so I started to lift some more heavier weights. Um, fast forward, I became certified as personal trainer, and then I started a job working for Reebok, doing their social media work in their Fifth Avenue store in New York City. And they had a CrossFit located underneath Reebok CrossFit uh, Fifth Avenue. So being an employee, we got to try CrossFit and do it for free. (laughs) So that's where I kind of fell in love with CrossFit. And when I first started, everybody assumed that I was a CrossFitter, like had been doing this for years. And I said, no, I just worked out at a gym just because I looked fit. Didn't mean like, and that was, was my stigma of terrified of joining a CrossFit was that everybody was in shape. Everybody was strong. And it wasn't like that at all. They were, That's the second thorn. Yes. I'm not fit enough to start CrossFit, to start training at this style of gym. I need to do some work on my own before I get there. Hey, newsflash, you haven't done the work yet. You're not going to do it to get here. Jump in and go for it. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely hear that on a lot. So then I started to just be obsessive with it because um, the results and then, well, first I was terrified of lifting heavy weights still. I was just doing like all the Metcons and the cardio workouts and never really understanding the lifts. But I also think nothing bad about that gym. I just think they didn't really take enough time to actually go over and I had no, I just didn't understand anything. Uh, so for years, I think that's still why my lifts are not the best is because I was taught really bad. <laughs> but I also was... I had, We're working on cleaning that up. Yes. And I also had a lot of injuries in the beginning, too. And I think that's common because a bait, maybe the programming isn't the best, or you're just wanting to jump in full force. So I ended up like pulling my lats for doing too many pull-ups and, and whatnot. But And then my lower back hurt because my core wasn't strong enough. And it was normal. Normal things, your lower back is going to hurt. There were many days in my early CrossFit days, not by myself when I did it on my own, but at a gym where it gets really competitive and you want to push hard, that I would wake up and could not put my socks on. Yeah. Like socks and shoes (laughs) were the worst part of my day because my back, my glutes, my hamstrings, I didn't know what I was doing and no one would tell me. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to push harder. Right. It's, it's supposed to feel like this. Exactly. No, it's not. Yeah, being sore. If you're not feeling sore, then you don't work out hard enough. Right. Um, so that's kind of where I started CrossFit. And then um, leaving that job, then I found another CrossFit. And moving into weightlifting, um, I found it just to be really exciting to lift weights because I had never done that growing up. And that became more addicting than uh, CrossFit because I was a gymnast, so the gymnastics moves become easy to me. So it was fun to do handstands and pull-ups and ring dips and all that fun stuff, but it wasn't as challenging as weightlifting. So I think that's where my mind was like, I'm going to weightlift. And 
I was a never, I was never, I wasn't a really good gymnast growing up. So I feel like I'm a better athlete as an adult, and then that makes it more exciting. Seeing progress, yes. it's addicting. Yeah, it for is. sure. So you become a weightlifter. You really dive into that. At what what year was that? And then you moved down here. In what year? Um, so I've been competing. I guess weightlifting starting my third year of weightlifting. What, what year of the Lord was that? <laughs> 2000 and I guess wait what are we we're in 2017 so Correct. I guess 2013 2013 and you moved down here uh, a year ago 2016 a year ago and kind of where are you at now what's the next meet so my next meet will be uh, the Baltimore Open which is the end of January and then I'm going to do um, nationals Masters in March, and then if I get a sponsor, hopefully the Worlds, which is in Barcelona. Old People Worlds. Old People Worlds. <laughs> Man, the Old People World Championships. Hey, but I usually win the the smaller old people meet. So. Right, you're you're like the best old person. <laughs> uh, very cool. So it's very cool to see, you know, your progress. I think a lot of women could carry the same path. Um, being almost 40 years old, you didn't necessarily start like early 20s, like doing that kind of stuff. You started yeah. later and it progressed from personal training, decently fit, to cardio bunny, to Metcon bunny at a CrossFit gym, to weightlifting, to now you're a coach and a weightlifter, highly competitive, and you're not bulky. Right. Um, you're able to stay healthy and fit and do good things. So that's really cool. Talk to me about when did you become gluten-free and dairy-free and kind of what was your path to discover that was the best option for you mm -hmm. and then how that transitioned all the way to Baked Fit mm -hmm. and get us here today. Um, I've been gluten-free for about, I would say, about five or six years. So it all kind of started when I really got serious into um, working out and I wasn't seeing the results. And I was feeling bloated all the time and depressed and tired. Um, and I knew stress was also affecting my stomach. So um, figuring out that I had IBS and then looking to see what triggers. Stress is the number one issue. So if I, I'm always going to have stress. <laughs> We're all learning that together. You yeah. always have stress. Yeah. So then I said, all right, then what are the foods that I need to take out of my diet in order to just maintain like a be able to work out be able to have energy uh, I mean I really thought growing up everybody had stomach problems I thought it was normal mm -hmm. I didn't know to adult that it was not normal um, so I was a vegetarian for about 16 years and I realized everything I was eating was making me just as sick so all the pasta all the bread all the mm -hmm. the cheese Mm. So the, the, pro the, the processed vegetarian. <laughs> yes. Got it. I was the worst vegetarian. The worst. Um, so then I slowly started to put fish into my diet and then protein, so chicken, very slowly. And then slowly, it took me about six months to completely take gluten out of my diet because it was hard. Right. Uh, I was, I mean, I'm a huge treat person, obviously. So I would not, be glu I would not eat gluten and then 
I'd have cookies. And I'd be like, oh, it's just one cookie, you know? It's just one bag of <laughs> cookies. Cookie. There were these amazing cookies where I used to live. Oh, my God. They were huge chocolate chip cookies. Um, so when I realized, all right, I'm still not feeling better all the time. Uh, I, I thought this cookie <laughs> full, made with extra gluten would make me feel better. It didn't. I mean, there's no gluten in this cookie. Um, I started to look up recipes and started to change around stuff that I like to eat. So if I saw a recipe and I was like, I don't like this at all, like how can I make it something that I would eat? And that's where my baking started. And um, I would eat it because I thought it was good. I didn't know if anybody else would really like it. And um, fast forward, I had met this girl at a CrossFit gym who owned a cafe. And she's like, oh, you bake at home? I'm like, yeah, nothing. I just make stuff for myself. She's like, let me try it. So she tried uh, some of my muffins and some other treats. And she's like, this is great. She's like, would you like to sell at my cafe? And she had this little bourgeois, like, cafe. Bourgeois. In, like, Westchester. Uh-huh. And... Um, her name was Melissa. She's Shout out friends. to Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, at Cooked & Co., which is the name of the the cafe. So then I started to sell, and then people liked it. Um, and then I started to use her kitchen and um, bake a lot. And she was a great inspiration of helping me because I didn't know what I was doing. And then from that point on, I was reaching out to people I knew that um, knew cafe owners and stuff like that. Uh, so then I was able to get into MasterCard, which had their corporate office in Westchester. So I was, and they love small businesses and, and women. Uh, so I was delivering to them, and then I had about a, six other cafes in Westchester I was delivering to on a weekly basis. So that's kind of where Very cool. It all so started. now you're delivering to the only bakery that matters, OBP <laughs> Yes. <laughs> And tell us kind of a basic list of offerings. People haven't heard of you, other classes, they don't know you, Mm -hmm. maybe other gyms, who knows. Um, A simple rundown of what you offer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I offer muffins that are, I've got a couple of flavors that come out seasonal. Pumpkin has been a huge um, flavor liking, but there's also (laughs) ones without uh, pumpkin and chocolate chips, stuff like that. So there's muffins, there's oatmeal, protein cookies. I make a healthy Reese's peanut butter uh, protein ball, banana breads in different flavors. Waffles is a new thing now. Lemon balls and chocolate energy date balls as of now. So lots of options. Yep. And I think the biggest thing people like is that they can remain relatively healthy with some sort of treat. So yes, some of them have chocolate, some of them have fruit, which obviously has some sugar, some carb, but they're healthier than grabbing something off, you know, the counter at the store or something like that. Um, And they can have a couple for breakfast, so they can have them for a snack in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's a very controlled amount of calories, amount of carbs, a little bit of protein. So they can do that without going off the rails right. um, and know they're relatively clean. So that's good. Yes. And then now you're doing a little bit of food prep mm-hmm. for some clients. Tell us about that. What's that look like? Yeah. Um, so I'll, 
ask someone what they're looking for, basically, and prepare their meals for them, whether it be five meals or ten meals. And they're basically more paleo. I would say sweet potatoes would be more of my liking to make, but I'm open to making someone that they need rice or regular carbs. Um, so just more detailed of like what people actually need and easier than uh, picking up like Chipotle, which Chipotle is good, but you know, all, right. all the time. Right. <laughs> um, so basically customizable food prep for the busy person who may not know the portions they need or the high quality foods they want. You take their goals, create them a plan, and make the food for them. Super cool. That's exactly. All right. So moving on, like how do if we were gonna order, how how can people get in touch with you to order those products? You can um, email me at bakedfit at gmail or I have a Facebook group page underneath Baked Fit. Those are two things. I do have the order form on my website, which is also bakedfit.com. So those are all the things. You can find me on Instagram, same thing. It's baked underscore fit for Instagram only. Gotcha. Yeah. Closing out, give us two tips. You're turning 40. We won't ask for 40 tips. Oof. Two tips for 35 to 45, 50-year-old women to stay fit, stay healthy, stay lean, like you've proven you're able to do so. Two tips. Let's see. Well, find an activity that you like, whether it be walking, yoga, Pilates, swimming. Do something active. And... So, yeah, I think that's key. A lot of people yeah. will do something because they think it's going to get them great results, but they're miserable while they're doing it, and it's not sustainable. For instance, maybe bodybuilding, it may be weightlifting, it may be CrossFit, it may be I'm going to do yoga because I need to be flexible, but I don't enjoy it. Find something that you actually enjoy doing so it's not work right. and you'll be able to maintain it. Like I tell a ton of clients, it doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you're active and eating well, nine times out of ten, you're going to be able to reach your goals. Yeah. Tip two. Tip two. I mean, I don't know. A tip two? Let's see. Um, something with nutrition. I know. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. You'll you know, get a lot of sleep. Drink a lot of water. Try not to have stress in your life. We'll go with stress. <laughs> Since you're just, still working on that, yeah, don't just, stress. Don't stress. You know, just I've lost a lot of friends and people in my life that just are negative or just kind of toxic, and I, I personally can't have that for me to function. So it's okay to say no, right, and to just walk away as long as you're going to be happy. Right. Take care of yourself first right. so you can be your best for others who matter. Um, yeah, I'm always a fan of taking a kind of a census of your friends. Who's high quality? Who's not? Who do you actually want to spend time with? Who adds value? Who can you add value to? And those that you can't. Get out. See ya. All right. Any final thoughts? Baked Fit Jill. Nope. Just... You know, enjoy life. Eat it. Eat all the, the baked goods. Eat all the baked goods. I have chocolate every day. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah, every day. There's all some right. sort of chocolate in my diet. Some sort. <laughs> all right, guys, check out 
BakeFit on Instagram, other social media platforms. If you're interested in ordering, let Jill know, let us know. We'll point you in the right direction. And we appreciate you listening to this episode. See you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Boxside Chats, a podcast for the community by the community of Occoquan Bay Performance. We'll catch you next time.